0: What's that smell? What are you wearing?
1: A little cologne.
0: Manly.
1: Monica wants me to wear it.
0: So why didn't you say no? I'm
1: too nice! She wants me to take an IQ test.
0: That's because you're stupid enough to wear the cologne.
1: No, she's taking this course in education for her masters. It's part of her research project. I have to be a guinea pig.
0: I've never been a guinea pig. I've been a sheep. A toady.
1: You know, I can't talk to you anymore. All
0: right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, you're taking the IQ test.
1: Yeah, and she's going to find out I'm a moron. You know, people think I'm smart, but I'm not smart.
0: Who thinks you're smart?
1: I'm not going to break a hundred in this thing. What thing? You don't listen when people talk to you anymore.
0: Oh, the IQ thing? Yeah.
1: I'm sure I have a low IQ. I've been lying about my SAT scores for 15 years.
0: What did you get?
1: What did I get? Or what do I say I got?
0: What do you say?
1: I say 1409.
0: 1409? That's a good score. You're telling me. What did you really get?
1: You are my friend.
0: Of course.
1: I tell you everything, right? I hope so. Well, this I take to the grave. October 2nd,
0: 2016.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Twip. Yo! It's been an exercise in frustrations to bring you this episode. See, we were going to record it and then we forgot and then we were going to record it the next day and then we forgot again and then we got to record it today and we couldn't get the microphone to work right for like 45 minutes. So we were just screwing around with computers trying to get it fixed
0: instead of recording anything. And really, it was at the point where we were just doing the same things over and over again. We were we were like we weren't just about to pray to the computer God
1: moderately insane
0: bless me computer for we have sinned we don't know what we did to piss you off so we
1: have uh struggled mightily to bring you this episode and here's the thing i don't even have a post-it we've been so busy that i haven't even had time to write down the things that we should mention in twip
0: but we were not dissuaded i don't even know What we're here to talk about. We crawled our way through the broken glass to bring you this episode.
1: Full of. Well, it'll be as much of a surprise to you as us because we don't know. There's no plan.
0: There's no information. What are we even doing here? It's like we crossed the desert and opened our canteen and found it full of sand.
1: That's from Three Amigos.
0: Is it? I thought it was from multiple things.
1: Well, it could be. In any case. Hi, folks. If we sound a little beaten down, now you know why.
0: It almost broke us.
1: It Maybe it did. I feel broken inside, don't you? Nah. Fine.
0: <laughs> I feel like ice cream. What? I mean, you should have ice cream when things go wrong.
1: Perhaps. Okay, so here's one thing we can talk about. Okay. We are accepting scripts now for episode 75 of seminar yay 74 just got locked in uh with our uh contributed short scripts so that one's all set and so now we're taking them for 75 which is a pretty big milestone episode so if you want to be in there you better get some scripts in soon because who knows when the two spots will fill up
0: send us your best scripts
1: yes or even the scripts you feel may not be the best but you're not sure how to fix them that's what editors are for You just
0: you have a feeling in your heart that there's something here. Yeah, we're here to help.
1: In fact, in episode 74, uh, we have a script from somebody who had never submitted to Seminar before, and she sent in a script, and she wasn't sure if it was ready or what it needed tweaking with, and so we've been going through edits, and we just got it all set, like three, four drafts, and it was it's all good to go, and so that's really cool, and she had never worked with an editor before, and she said this was a really cool, great process, and it helped make her script so much better, and she was very excited, so that's cool. See, if you've never done it before... We're very amenable to new new people.
0: You still have hope is what we're saying. Hope? Hope.
1: This day has beaten all hope out of me. Yeah. I have no hope, but you can have hope.
0: Which is why I said ice cream.
1: Okay. Is there anything else we should mention? I We can mention that we still need reviews. Huh? huh? Oh
0: my goodness, yes.
1: A lot of our shows, even though we've mentioned this several times, still haven't had new reviews in a really, really long time. Or I've just gotten maybe one. So uh, there's a couple of shows that still don't have any reviews. So you know what? Stop by iTunes, would you please?
0: Yeah. Step one, think about do you love us? Are you glad we bring you lovely things?
1: The answer to both of those is yes.
0: So step two, do something about it. Yes. Help.
1: Help us. Help us help you. Help us help others find us. Yeah. I think that made sense.
0: There's many steps in the process.
1: Oh, I can mention this thing that we did. Okay. Or that I did. When we first put all of our our, um, podcasts up, Mm -hmm. way back when we started, like 2004, you know, when we got Dixie, the original stuff, um, audio drama podcasts were not very numerous. There were not very many. We were one of the first doing them. And so when they went into iTunes, uh, we didn't really know what category to put them in. And so they went into the TV and film category because they were entertainment podcasts well then with the advent i don't think it's an advent actually just more people discovered it and got into it and started creating more and more things and a lot of um all of those shows seem to go into the performing arts category in the arts section of podcasts Mm -hmm. and we weren't in there well so many shows went uh audio dramas went into that category that that's where people started to go looking for them And so, um, this was actually brought up by Landon Bell. He said, hey, you know what, maybe we'll, um, since so many people go there now looking for audio drama podcasts to this category that's now been, you know, super populated with them, maybe we should move ours over there and see if it helps more people find them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we did. I went and changed the category on all of them and moved them over there. And, um, we've been watching, at least I have been keeping a, a loose eye on the download numbers and, um... A couple of our old shows, like The Line and Dixie, seem to have um, popped up, kind of higher. The Line especially, suddenly getting a whole bunch of new downloads, which is really cool. I'm, I'm not sure why, perhaps from the, the category switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so that's that's cool. And if you look, if you go into iTunes, Podcasts, Arts, Performing Arts section, you can click on like the top podcasts. And that thing seems, it, it gives you like the top 200 and it seems to be like a live thing that rotates very often depending on how many people are just downloading something at that moment or that day or whatever and so a bunch of our shows have been popping up in there like the line did and dixie was in there and kingery was in there henderson and havender i just saw in there Uh, shakespeare was in there for a while but then one day it'll drop off the next day it'll pop back up so in any case it's kind of a cool thing if you want to stop by and look you can see sometimes our shows pop up in there
0: yeah in fact you could go look around After leaving your review.
1: That's right. Your review for many things.
0: Review all the things.
1: Yes. All the things that are produced by us that you enjoy. Yeah. And then, you know what? We might pop up higher on those lists and more people will find us. And that's really cool.
0: And so on.
1: And so on.
2: From Los Angeles, California, we have Barbara Dylan on the line. Good evening, Barbara.
3: Hello. Thanks for having me, Jordan.
2: How are you doing?
3: I'm good. I apologize in advance to you and your listeners. I am currently getting over bronchitis, which is probably a voice actor's worst nightmare. So um I am doing my best not to sound terribly nasally, but I, I do apologize.
2: <laughs> well, given how I sounded last time, I, I think it's all good. <laughs> So, we haven't talked since uh, 2014.
3: I know. I've missed you so much.
2: Uh, Aww. <laughs> 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 have, uh, have you been keeping busy?
3: Uh, d- uh, definitely. Yes. Um, awesome. It's been busy both with uh, voice acting, with uh, my company, uh, fan base mm-hmm. press, and everything in between. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely.
2: And I'm just going to put out there that you can hear Robert Dillon's first TWIP interview uh t- 43 from june 15th of 2014 where um we talk a lot about phantom canyon and we might get into that a little bit here so as you know uh both i and other pendulums have questions hopefully you have answers otherwise this becomes very short one-sided
3: this is very true i, I will be happy to answer all questions
2: excellent all right so um You've got a lot going on with fanbase press. Um, How do you find time to do voice acting?
3: Uh, It is challenging. Um, As of late, um, actually, as of since Archer and Armstrong, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. um, We might. Yeah, we might. (laughs) Most of it, yeah. um, I actually haven't been able to do a lot of voice acting. Um, We rebranded the whole company uh, in May of this year. So that's been really, really busy. And we've actually announced a number of new projects, including one uh, that's an audio drama that we'll talk about a little bit later. So it's, it has been Come challenging uh, as of late to do uh, a lot of voice acting. But um, if ever the, you know, the right opportunity comes along, I would certainly, I, lo- I love it so much that I would certainly make time, uh, uh, you know, as long as it's the right project and the right people, um, I, I, would love to do more voice acting.
2: Cool. What, um, what do you like doing better? Uh,
3: voice acting or?
2: Or all of the, the business parts of, uh, fan base.
3: Oh, that's like Sophie's choice. Um, <laughs> well, I, I love it all. Um, it's every different, uh, venue of whether it be entertainment or storytelling, each has its own, Kind of toolkit and its own pluses and minuses. So they each offer different things, and I love doing every bit of it. And I think that's why uh, I do so many different things from voice acting to comic book publishing with our company, audio drama producing. I'm also a producer, um, voice acting itself. Uh, mm-hmm. We also do a lot of uh, community building uh, through fan based press of all creators of all kinds, voice actors. Uh, writers, directors, uh, regular actors, stage and screen, comic book creators, writers, artists, everything. So, um, I love giving a voice to people who are creative at heart and have a story to tell within them and just love art. So, um, through reviews, interviews, podcasts, we help them. So, um, so it's, it's hard for me to just do one thing, I think is the answer <laughs> I'm looking for, but, but I love, I love every different aspect as long as, as it's uh, either me finding uh, my artistic uh, voice or by helping others to find theirs.
2: Very cool. Very
0: cool.
3: Yeah.
2: So, in Phantom Canyon, you played a teenager.
0: Yeah, I did.
2: <laughs> and, um, as one put, person puts it, and now a senior citizen. Yes. Arjun Armstrong.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. One person asks, when we will hear you for the decades in between in, in Pendant Characters?
3: Ooh, whenever the the incomparable and always lovely Jeffrey, Jeffrey and Susan Bridges would be so graciously kind to offer me a non-aged uh, or non-teenaged. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it's funny, um, with voice acting, Uh, Your coaches always tell you to find what your signature voice is. And often my signature voice is is the youthful, um, hopeful uh, young girl. And um, so in many of the roles that I've played, it has been of a a teenage girl. Um, So I I certainly don't mind it. It's not anything, you know, that's... um, that I just like doing, um, but it's it is certainly as you mentioned, it's it's great to have a variety or a range of roles. So, uh, Sister Tommy was certainly challenging for me in that regard because I had never played someone of that age.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but um, but it it stretches your talents and your abilities and your range and challenges you to find new ways to to use your voice.
2: Okay, Thanks. so with that, um, looking at opportunities um did you see the seminar uh casting call that was out recently
3: i did not i have sadly (sighs) been on the interwebs very much so um aside from doing our own uh promotional and marketing campaigns on facebook twitter instagram sadly i haven't had a lot of time to just kind of scan facebook and twitter feeds but Um, um But, yeah, so that's, I will definitely have to check it out now that you've said something.
2: Yeah, because they had a casting call for an adult in in her 20s and a teenager also. That might have been uh, something for you. So the next time that they post casting calls, you've got to keep an eye out. You never know what's going to come up in seminar.
3: I definitely will. Good to know. <laughs> so there's,
2: there's, our, there's our obligatory seminar plug.
3: <laughs> what are they paying you?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so with um, with Sister Tommy, what was the appeal for you for, for Sister Tommy?
3: Uh, well, uh, first and foremost, Jeffrey and Susan had reached out. Uh, they're always so kind and thoughtful to reach out to me when they have a role that they think uh, might be applicable. But it was... Uh, As you mentioned, it was such a stretch for me, something uh, that I had never played both in the age of the character and also uh, I've not done an Italian dialect before. Um, So I I, uh, very honestly was nervous about it, but um, I had done um, High British before and I had done a Southern uh, dialect, like an Appalachian dialect before
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um, for different roles. So I am very fortunate to have an older brother who's a dialect coach. And so we worked for a few months on the Italian dialect. Um, and uh, it's it's certainly the most challenging dialect I've ever done uh, on top of adding the, the the age of the character into the tone of the voice. Um, so uh, all of those things were really unique and, and I've read Archer and Armstrong in the comic book uh, form before. And mm-hmm. it's such a great uh, kind of like a, a buddy cop, you know, action adventure story. Yeah. Um, and Fred Benlenti is great as the writer and the artwork is really fantastic. So, you know, when they told me, Hey, would you like to audition? I thought, my goodness, what a, what an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. So I, I was astonished that they actually chose me uh, and that Valiant Comics um, confirmed the, the casting. But, uh, uh, but it was certainly a very interesting role to, and a challenge to try.
2: So here you are. You're you're running Fanbase Press, which is yeah. on voice acting and comics and and all that stuff that you talked about before. Yeah. And then you are the first voice, forever, of <laughs> Sister Tommy. Yes,
3: that's is pretty that crazy. Is that like the
2: most surreal thing for you ever?
3: It is. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, for my work with Fanbase Press, I go to a lot of uh, comic book and uh, kind of fandom geek first conventions, and so while uh, we were getting ready and, and even recording and releasing Archer and Armstrong, I would be at these conventions and walk past the Valiant booth and see these standing life size, you know, cutouts of Sister Tommy and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's going to be me." <laughs> <laughs> Did you get so, one? You had to get one. I did not get one, right, uh, <sighs> but uh, uh, my husband might think it's strange for me to have a cutout of a ninety-year-old nun. <laughs> in, uh, so I refrained. Um, but it was super <laughs> cool. I did take a picture next to her once, uh, which was really exciting. But um, but yeah, I, I remember when I got cast. I I had not owned. A copy of the the graphic novels. Uh, I had read them, but not owned them. Mm. So I, I ran out to a, a comic shop and was so excited and was telling them all about it and was uh, purchasing a few of the copies. And uh, so it was it was really exciting. I mean, I love comics. That my livelihood, my passion, and career is is built in comics. So to have that opportunity is both surreal and and an incredible honor.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Um. If you could have one more scene for Sister Tommy, yes, what would you want that to be?
3: Wow. Um. Ooh, definitely with Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, I'm sorry. No, I take that back. With Armstrong, it would definitely be with Armstrong because the uh, in the comics, there's not a ton, and and in the audio drama as well, there's not a ton. Um, between them, dialogue-wise, about their relationship, you kind of see hints of it uh, more so in the graphic novel, in the comic series of you mm-hmm. know what they were and what they meant to each other, and what she even looked like as a young woman <coughs> fighting with the resistance in Italy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I, I did a lot of research on what the resistance was and you know what was going on at the time with Mussolini and. Everything And um, it just gave way to such an interesting relationship with her and Armstrong. And so that was, for me, some of the most dynamic and fun dialogue to play with. So um, it, it was really neat to, to to work with Archer, and I think that would be a really fun scene. But there's so much to chew on between Sister Tommy and, uh, and Armstrong that I think one more scene. I don't even care what it would be, but I think... Something between just the two of them would be really great.
2: So, in the comics, is it explicit that they were they had a certain kind of relationship, or is it just kind of hinted?
3: Uh, it's well, explicit is an interesting word. Um, it's pretty clear that there was a relationship, and I, I think it's pretty clear in the audio drama. I think Jeffrey and Susan. You know, adapted it well. That it's it's clear that something went on between them. There was a relationship, but mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely clear in the comic that they had a relationship uh, when when she was younger. Um, things obviously did not last between them. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's I would say you know to give the short answer, yes, it's it's pretty clear in the comic that something happened.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that would give you. A good amount more with uh, with Mr. Pete Mylan.
0: Exactly, it and that's like never
2: him. a bad thing.
3: Exactly. This is. I have to say, this is my second time working with Pete, and he's mm-hmm. just a consummate professional. Um, it was so great. I and this was the first time we did uh, that. I actually got to talk with him, uh, and uh, I got to hear the voice he was going to use for Armstrong because mm-hmm. we didn't have that. We worked on phantom canyon together but we never recorded together we had never talked with one another so um and we had some pretty meaty scenes together in phantom canyon so Mm. to hear where he was taking the character because we did some uh some skype read-throughs in advance of recording was so helpful and just uh really exciting for me to get to talk to him and and see his process cool cool yeah
2: so in addition to archer and armstrong and phantom canyon um, and if you haven't listened to either of those, um, first, shame on you. Second, um, go get them. Go get them now. We'll wait. Okay. And um, if you haven't had a chance to hear Barbara just yet, because for some reason you haven't gotten your, your ears on either of these two fantastic productions, you can hear Barbara in seminar. Webinar 51, and yes. a funny thing happened on the way to work. So, how did you get into that one?
3: Uh, that was, again, the lovely, generous uh, Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. They had reached out to both uh, my husband and me. My husband is the other individual, the voice actor in that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, if I remember correctly, because it's been a few years now, that they had this script. And they thought it was super funny. And they thought that, you know, having heard. Bryant and me act together in the Katniss Chronicles, and having just known us personally, they thought that we would um, have a good uh, kind of repartee with one another uh, in this scene because it's really fast. It's kind, it's very dry, comedic wit, and uh, we we definitely had a lot of fun with it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was it was definitely a blast. And and there was I think I had posed the question to them of. You know, normally with pendant uh, audio dramas or other recording that they do, they record each actor's line individually for multiple takes, and then they or the director edit it all together. Um, I had posed to them, hey, is it okay if we record one take, this whole thing, together? And they were amenable. So I think that really, really helped kind of the timing and the the relationship uh, of our dialogue together.
2: And I just double-checked, I'm going to correct myself, it's actually episode 52, not 51. Yep, yeah, seminar 52. Back on August 16th,
3: 2013. I know, it's it's been a while.
2: So, you've done a couple cool things for Pendant, and um, I've heard your stuff there, I have enjoyed all of that, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. <clears throat> audition. <clears throat> audition. Audition. Um, So, um, I was going to do this big cheesy segue, and I'm just going to spare everyone. Um, So, let's talk about Fanbase Press a little bit. You you do a whole bunch of stuff, it sounds like.
3: We do, yes. It's a a big and growing company that we're super excited about. As I mentioned, we're a a publisher, but we're also an online community supporting other creators through reviews, interviews, and podcasts. We've got, you know, a big audio drama coming up, so it's... Uh, it's like my second full time job, so it's but it's a, a work of love, something that I love doing uh, with my husband. So, um, as long as we're helping people and we're doing what we love, then it, it usually doesn't feel like, like work. Sometimes it definitely feels like work, but um, but you have to work hard at something if you really believe in it. So, yeah.
2: so um, what uh, so what projects do you have coming up with Fanbase Press?
3: Sure. Um, so audio drama specific, since we're talking about audio dramas, uh, mm-hmm. we are currently adapting, uh, a novel into an audio drama. The novel is called The Odds, and it's written by Robert J. Peterson and published by California Cold Blood Books, uh, which is a, an imprint of Rear Bird Books. And, uh, it's a post apocalyptic action comedy in the vein of, uh, Big Trouble in Little China or <sighs> Total Recall. So if you can like total John Carpenter 80s movie, action, adventure, comedy, uh, sci-fi. It's awesome. It's so good. But essentially the premise is that again, post-apocalyptic, we are now in this post, it's called Dead Blast world. Dead Blast is the, the cataclysmic event. Um, but in this world, uh, if you can imagine very firefly toned, uh, world, it's chess has become a live, full contact sport and every time that everyone battles for a spot or a square it's actually a battle to the death and they can use uh knives and swords to guns to airplanes depending on you know what their position is whether they're a rook or a knight um but it's super action heavy lots of comedy but it's got so much heart to it you really love the characters um so um bob the author had approached us he had worked with us uh many times before in projects including our other audio drama uh, the Katniss Chronicles and uh he had this wonderful book and we lo- i loved it and he asked if we would be interested in adapting it into an audio drama which we of course readily said yes yes 100% yes so um we're ad- it'll be much shorter than the Katniss Chronicles which was about 65 to 70 episodes each about an hour in length uh, this is going to be 11 episodes, so it's a, a very short uh, series. Each episode will be about an hour to an hour and a half, and uh, we are currently finishing the writing process right now. So later this year and in the, in the start of 2017, we'll be casting and recording, and uh, I would say just stay tuned to the Fanbase Press website, which is fanbasepress.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter Um, But, yeah, the Odds audio drama will be coming soon. And in the meantime, go on Amazon and pick up the Odds, the novel, because it's so fun and so amazing, and you'll just have a blast.
2: Very cool. Very cool. How, uh, How divergent from the novel are you seeing this being? It's always a little bit.
3: Right. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Um, well, first, the creative team includes uh, Bob, Robert J. Peterson, the author, which is such a gift because for the Katniss Chronicles, obviously Suzanne Collins did not join us for the writing sessions right. uh, in adjusting her, her lovely Hunger Games books, uh, which we were very, very faithful to. But um, for this, uh, we're working not only with Bob, but Brian Dillon, my husband, and Sam Rhodes, who were both of the co-writers on the Katniss Chronicles. Sam was also our director and editor. He'll be uh, returning as our director and editor for The Odds. But to have Bob, uh, Bryant, and Sam all adapting this book together, there's a lot of uh, world-building and some changes, some pretty drastic changes that we're making. But having Bob's blessing and having his enthusiasm behind it is such a fascinating process. I don't think I've ever seen a writer get to recreate his own world before and have such glee doing it. So it's such an uh, incredible process to see.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Any other projects that you want to uh, put out there?
3: Sure. So um, I think that's all I have audio drama wise, but publishing wise through our company. Uh, if if our listeners are familiar with the comic book series penguins versus possums which is the most epic comic book series you'll ever read uh it's it's about an epic war between the two species that's been going on since the dawn of time but in secret we haven't known about it until now because it's leading to armageddon all of us will be forced to choose aside team penguin or team possum the final issue issue number eight is coming out this fall so stay tuned for that Um, We've also got an all-ages graphic novel called Hero Hotel, which is about a hotel full of superheroes on vacation, uh, which you would think would be a lot of fun, except when a supervillain shows up because they're on vacation, no one wants to lift a finger to help. So it's all up to a little boy named Chet, uh, who works at the hotel, to uh divert all of the supervillains plans without the help of the superheroes. So um that will be an all ages graphic novel created and written and illustrated by Yehudi Mercado. It's coming out November twenty first. Uh and to give you kind of a quick tagline, if you remember the old British TV show Faulty Towers, it's like faulty towers but with superheroes. So it's so funny. It's really energetic. We've got a, a whole host of other guest creators that are donating their um, either stories or artwork to many stories within the graphic novel. So uh, you can actually pre-order it right now at the Fanbase Press website. And if you do so by October 12th, you get a free exclusive hero sketch by uh, Yahudi. So definitely check that out. Excellent. Yeah.
2: Alrighty. Um, I know you uh, mentioned your online presence uh, real quick earlier. Do you want to just recap that for us?
3: Oh, sure, yes. So, uh, for Fanbase Press, you can find us at fanbasepress.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at fanbase underscore press. We're on Instagram, MZ, uh a little bit of everything. And uh, you can find me personally on Twitter. You're more than welcome to reach out. I'm at Barbara J. Dillon, and Barbara is spelled a little bit differently. It's like Barbara Streisand, so it's B-A-R-B-R-A. Um, but, yeah, please feel free to reach out. Please feel free to check out the... Fanbasepress base press website if you have any questions um, our big thing is that we are always happy to help help other creators so please email me my email's on the website uh, if you have questions if you need help if you're just curious about all things geeky please reach out I am more than happy to help and and as you said Jordan go to Pendant's website by Phantom Canyon buy Archburn Armstrong support these amazing creators and the craft that they do
2: and I award you 10 points for name-dropping Babs.
3: <laughs> Thank you. It's my namesake. I have to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Were you named after her?
3: I was. My mom is a, a huge... Oh, this is... Can I give a, a quick short story? I'll be very brief, I promise.
2: Absolutely. These are, these are okay. the best things.
3: Okay, so my mom is the biggest Barbara Streisand fan in the world, so much so, obviously, that she named her daughter Barbara. And <laughs> with the correct spelling, uh, only two A's. Um, but, uh, for the very first time this year, my mom came to visit, uh, LA and I got to take her to Barbra Streisand in concert at the Staples Center and I've never seen her so happy in her entire life. So, <laughs> the most monumental experience ever. My, my, both of my parents came out and we all went to the concert, but it was so amazing to see her so happy and to have this lifelong dream come true of seeing her, uh, in person and performing on stage. So, that
2: was really, really awesome. Very cool. Alrighty, um, Folks can find me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six. Never changed it. And at J-G underscore Q-A on Twitter. Um, and, Barbara, thank you again so much for for doing this. It's always a pleasure yeah. chatting and, and hanging out
3: absolutely i'm happy to i'm honored to and and thanks for having me in spite of my nasally disgustingness
2: (laughs) at least my voice isn't cracking this time (laughs) and we will kick this back to jeffrey and susan it's
1: over it's over
0: it's over just the interview is over coming out wednesday october 5th kingery season eight finale
4: Everybody here team sound off next time on the kingery Chuck Hebe and I are ready <laughs> Let's rock this sh- luck mm, I quiver with anticipation We good to go, Dawkin? Heck yeah we're good to go
0: The old man and I are set boss. That's all of us, Tommy. I'll be in constant contact from here, directing the attack.
4: While we're in the air, you follow Hooks's orders like he was me. No bitching, whining, or hesitating. He has my full confidence. Bottom line is, you clear a path for me and Maddie to get to Cass's asteroid, and we'll do the rest. Any questions? Only at PendantAudio.com Let's go save the day, or... Whatever. Oh, God.
0: Coming out Wednesday, October 12th, Romeo and Juliet.
1: The sitcom.
0: The sitcom, act two.
4: Next time on an all-new Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, love is in the streets. And lust is... Well, also in the streets. Oh, oh, sweet Romeo, <laughs> that she were oh, that she were an open, etc. Thou, a pauper and pair. <laughs> but soft! What light through yonder window breaks? It is the east. Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, who is already sick and pale with grief, that thou, her maid, art more fair than she.
0: Decease thy suit, and lead me to my grief. Tomorrow will I send.
4: So thrive, my soul.
0: A thousand times, good night.
4: When and where and how we met, we wooed and... Made exchange of vow, I'll tell thee as we pass. But this I pray, that thou consent to marry us today. (laughs) Holy St. Francis, what a change is here. (laughs) Good morrow to you both. What what counterfeit did I give you? Ah, The slip, sir, the slip. (laughs) Can you not conceive? Pardon, good Mercutio. My business was great. And in such a case as mine, a man may strain courtesy.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) that's as much to say. Such a case
4: as yours constrains a man to, um, bow in the (laughs) hand. Meaning, to (laughs) curtsy.
0: Thou hast most kindly hit it.
4: Wild Bill Shakespeare's hit comedy returns part of the Wild Bill Variety Show. You know it, knaves! Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at pendantaudio.com and follow me on Twitter at The Wild Bill Show, my people.
0: Coming out Monday, October 24th, Active Radioactive Radio, Episode 8.
1: That was
4: exuberant. Wasn't it? Radio. Radio. Hello, hello, audio apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on active radioactive radio. For the long-haul caravanners pulling all-nighters to get their goods through untold hazards to sell them wasteland direct to you. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker, with a bit of newfound excitement layered over my previous considerable excitement, which results in a Johnny that seems like he had too much coffee because I recently received a very interesting email, my babies. And not just any email, no, not the kind full of banal questions and road observations that is my usual fare. So what is it? What's this mystery mail that your delectable host received? (laughs) Look, I'm going to tell you, but the more I make you wait, the more you want to know. Your desire rises, your curiosity grows, and before you know it, I've got you right where I want you. Oh, yes, I do. Are you ready? I got an email from Haven. But Johnny, you say, Johnny, how can that be? It's just a crazy pipe dream. You said so yourself. Ah, true. I did, in fact, say that. Good listening. And yet, here is this email, and it gets a fella to wondering. Now... Normally, such an email would be written off as garbage. A spoof, a 'er ne'er-do-well out to have a psychopathic laugh at Johnny's expense. But perhaps it's too good to pass up because, you see, it's an invitation to a party. One that promises promiscuity, guarantees near-nakedness, and believes in booze. Look, (laughs) I mean, I really have no choice but to investigate this fully. Can you blame me? Of course you can't. You do the same, and we all know it.
0: Coming out Wednesday, October 26th, Seminar 71.
4: Next, on an all-new seminar.
1: I got your call, Buzz. Talk to me. Chief Dreadlock was reported missing this morning by his landlord.
2: Every story...
1: Missing persons?
2: ...has its own trail.
1: Abduction. This was the scene at his apartment. Blood trail went out the window and all the way down the side alley. Abductors knew exactly
4: where to elude the security cameras.
0: Last call came from a number registered to M. Suave.
4: That's one of the guys we nabbed at that ginger cell sting. No, head of the
1: Stylist Union? Dreadlock's the one that performed that arrest.
4: Excuse me, monsieur. Oh, uh, good evening, officer. Aren't you... uh, you are... I know your face.
0: Police! I've done nothing! 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 Hands above your head. And then... Damn! Bring the light over here. I don't see anything. Every forest. Shine the light up ahead. Dunno why. There's nothing here. Well... Just shine it and see.
4: Has its mysteries.
0: Just because a forest is creepy at 3 a.m. doesn't mean it's full of snarling roaming monsters. Then what the hell was that? Ironic timing? And then... Alice! Alice! Can you hear me?
4: I don't understand. I've mapped several miles of this terrain in a circular radius from the crash site. I found by now, but Alice, too, we haven't learned enough. I don't know what the right story is, or the next steps. I need someone to tell me what to do. Tune
2: in to Seminar, Episode 71, when it comes out on October 26, 2016,
4: only at PendantAudio.com.
0: La la la, the show is almost done.
1: All right. There you have it. A twip. Spoopy. It was not spoopy.
0: I know, but I wish it was.
1: Okay. Spoop,
0: spoop, spoop.
1: Here's the thing. If you look at this episode and the amount of time that we spent talking in this episode outside of the interview with Barbara Dillon. uh, Yeah, it's not very much. And so, um, you know, we, we had to spend so much time trying to even get this... Going so that we could spend like 10 minutes talking. Yeah. And so it's... Sorry,
0: I yelled Barbara.
1: Demoralizing. Barbara's not demoralizing. No! The work it took to record this 10 minutes worth of stuff is demoralizing.
0: Barbara is the opposite of demoralizing. But
1: hopefully we will be remoralized for (laughs) next month's episode.
0: Totally. We're going to spend lots of time remoralizing.
1: Yes. And be perhaps slightly less depressed and beaten down by life. Da, da,
0: da, da. Yeah. Yeah yeah okay okay
1: be sure to stop by the website at pendant the yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant the facebook page at facebook.com slash pendant audio the twitter feed at uh, twitter.com slash pendant web the tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com, and the youtubes but i don't remember the url for that i think it's just youtube slash pendant productions but just look up productions on YouTube and you'll find us
0: we believe in you and
1: all of our shows that we've been putting up there for you yeah. to listen to if you like yeah okay reviews yes reviews we'll we'll see you back here next month and be remoralized about it all yeah hopefully
0: this is Susan Bridges
1: and Jeffrey Bridges thanks for listening
0: oh my god we made it Barely. Boops, boops, boop, spoop, spoop. Da 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.